0: The Accidental Entrepreneur is produced by Bine Hacker Law and brought to you through our affiliate relationships with the following sponsors. One of One Productions, the New Jersey-based podcast studio that produces and edits both audio and video podcasts. They sell equipment for the average podcaster and have even created a guesting kit exclusively for our listeners. North Authentic, the conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. The Healthy Place, the e commerce site with thousands of supplements to help you live a healthier life, along with natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. And be sure to support the podcast by ordering some logo merchandise from our online store. Listen to all of our sponsors' commercials later in this episode and follow their links in the show notes to learn more about their products and services.
1: So for me, My go-to revenue producer is graphic design because people get a chance to work with me. They get to see my process. They get to see the end results. It's very visual. And then once they meet me and they see the graphic side, you know, then I discuss, you know, the other things I do like web development and lead generation. And so there's some clients that, you know, already have their, their designs and they already have somebody who does their web development but they're just not getting results and so i can look under the hood like a mechanic right. and tell them from a, a marketing point of view a digital marketing point of view what they need to do to get seen found and heard
0: the information provided in these episodes is for entertainment purposes only it is not a guarantee of success or to be construed as advice of any kind you should always seek advice from local licensed professionals before making any decisions The dictionary defines an entrepreneur as a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. People often start a business without much choice, perhaps due to a job loss, or just being dissatisfied at work. And they come up with an idea they just know can be successful. They become entrepreneurs by accident. That is to say their success or failure happens by accident, not with intention. My name is Mitch Beinhacker. I'm a corporate attorney and a business advisor. You're listening to The Accidental Entrepreneur, my podcast about how to achieve success on purpose, not by accident. Join me along with our monthly guests where we share our knowledge and help you get a hold of your business. And now on to today's episode.
1: My name is Michael Feiger. I'm in the West Palm Beach, Florida area. I'm a veteran of the United States Marine Corps and a digital freelancer in the area of graphic design, web development, and lead generation. My business is called Devil Dog Marketplace, your tactical two belt for a digital solution. So remember, Devil Dog Marketplace, we accomplish your mission with military precision. All right.
0: Okay, I'd like to welcome everybody back to another episode of The Accidental Entrepreneur, where we interview um, entrepreneurs from around the country, actually around the world, to share their ideas, uh, what they've learned, and how you can improve your business. We have a special guest today. I guess everyone's a special guest, uh, right, Michael? So uh, we're excited to talk about some marketing, some things about YouTube, and that you, that you should know. Um, and if you're listening on your favorite platform, be sure to give us a five-star review if it's an option. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit that like button so we can keep bringing good content to good people. So Michael, thanks for joining me this morning. Um, where are you located are You in Florida?
1: I'm in West Palm beach, Florida. Yes.
0: There you go. Right, right, right. My wife, wa- I didn't even tell you my wife's from, um, Fort Lauderdale area. And I have cousins down there. Have you ever run into a bind hacker in Florida? Definitely a, a relative of mine. They might not admit it, but they're definitely a relative of mine.
1: Yeah, but as soon as I open my mouth, people know I'm from Brooklyn, so. Right,
0: of course. Well, that's one of the problems when, me too, when you're in Florida. So, all right, so I'm excited to hear about your background. You know, I know you were in the military. Take us through your training, and then we can get into Devil Dog and what it does and, and all the kind of tips and tricks and things you teach people when uh, when you're doing it. I also want to give a thanks and a shout out to Bill Scalzitti, who's a good friend of mine who connected the two of us. So I'll let you take it away from there. Sounds good?
1: Yes. So, you know, I spent 6 years in the Marine Corps. Um that's really the foundation of who I am. Growing up in Brooklyn, you know, it was all fun and sun, but when I went in the Marine Corps, it really taught me about strategy. It taught me about teamwork, and it taught me about, you know, dedication. And, you know, it was one of the better decisions I ever made in my life. You know, I was a I was 18 years old when I went in and, and uh, I found that I was uh, made from a military uh, cloth and uh, it, it helped, it propelled me in everything I've done since I've departed the Marine Corps, you know, once a Marine, always a Marine. Right. And um, after that, I got out, you know, I found a lot of veterans get out with amazing skills, but the transition from being in the military to being a civilian. It could be a bumpy one. And right. so, you know, I maneuvered, maneuvered back and forth trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. It took a while. And then, you know, I figured out that I'm a visualist, that I'm a right brain thinker. And, and so I use the combination of my military experience plus my visual experience to help other veterans, other first responders and small to medium sized businesses find their visual I help them get seen, found, and heard.
0: Very good. Well, first of all, uh, Michael, also thank you for your service. I think I said that when we talked last time, but I'll say it publicly. And um, it, you know, it is difficult, right? People coming out of the military, some guys don't land on their feet, and they they struggle. So it's nice to hear what what you're doing. So so tell me, like, how did you start learning all of this stuff? Because the world of marketing obviously is very different than it was twenty or thirty or forty years ago. Um, you know, how did you get started? Did you get some of that training in the military? I mean, obviously, you got the whole perseverance, you know, stick to itiveness, uh, you know, ethic from the military. But how about all the the digital marketing and the stuff that you're doing now? How did you How did you learn that stuff?
1: Well, you know, I was always trying to fit into the left handed world. I mean, the right ha- right-handers right handers are, you know, analytical. You know, they're scientific. And I was always trying to fit into that world, but I'm a left-hander. You know, I'm yeah. a right brain thinker. And so I'm thinking, wow, why does it take me so long and hard? How much, why do I have to work so hard to do the things that other people are doing? And I realized I took a college class, It was an advanced statistics course, and I was prepared mm-hmm. to work hard. But the teacher did something, you know, very unique. He says, I'm going to teach the right-handers, on one side of the class, and I'm going to teach the left-handers on another. Okay. The reason I do that is because you right-brain thinkers, and I'm telling you, I figured it out At that moment. I got an A in a class that would have taken me so much work to get an A in, and I realized how I learn and how others learn, and how do I take my clients who are left-brain thinkers, right? right, yeah, and pull out the right side of their visual. And that was the beginning of me on a on a journey of uh, design and identity,
0: and and a lot of it self taught. Is that how you did a no, lot? No,
1: what happened was I moved to Florida in two thousand six, and okay. I I started working with a photography studio, and he just kept adding on different uh you know requests. He was doing you know editing, and he was doing photography. And so I had a chance to, in the early stages, you know, do a little editing. I realized I was really good at it. Um, He had me run a he wanted to run a modeling agency kind of Uh off topic. But, you know, there I was able to do fashion shows and I was a Miss America pageant judge. I got to see (laughs) that I was really a creator rather than an, an, an analyst, you know, even though I'm very good at it over time. Uh, the creative side is my strength.
0: Oh, okay. So um, then, where did you go from there? If you you worked for the photographer, right? At what point did you say I'm going to be an entrepreneur and do this on my own?
1: Well, I'm a Jewish kid from Brooklyn, and I went <laughs> to an event. It was a it was a Puerto Rican chamber. And, oh, uh, perfect. Yeah, and <laughs> Brooklyn so kid, I,
0: Jewish. You know.
1: Yeah, I have to be a Latin dancer, so I'm oh, dancing really? and I'm eating all the Latin foods. Okay, and. And the, yeah, a woman came up to me. Her name was Tenchi Salas. She was from a magazine called La Portada. Okay. She goes, "I want you to work for my company." So she taught me all about magazine design and magazine marketing, and the differences between the Hispanic cultures and how they, you know, they like working with Hispanic uh, companies. And but my job was to educate American companies why the Hispanic market was so strong, but she taught me the interior of public relations. And then after about three years, she said, I want you to go out on your own. So I started a public relation company. Okay. And uh, I owned it for about 10 years, had many employees, and I trained others to do what I was doing really well. And I that noticed, was to
0: promote businesses, get them seen right in the media, right, things like it that. It
1: Started out really basic web, website design, okay. you know, graphics, and then you know the SEO world took off. So I was kind of in the early stages of this, and I found that uh, I was in the right place at the right time. And then I noticed the market was changing. People were going to these big box stores. They yeah. were going overseas, and I said, you know, I need to re reevaluate my business model. I didn't want to be an agency anymore. I wanted to be a freelancer. I wanted to work with other marketing companies that can't afford to hire somebody in-house or a small to medium-sized business that needs to be able to work on their foundation, their business foundation, without all the expense of an agency. So that's why I started Devil Dog Marketplace. So you're like a fractional
0: CMO, right?
1: No, not a fractional
0: CMO. I am a
1: graphic designer first. And okay. so what I do is I I uh, help companies in their foundation find their visual. First thing someone needs to do is, you know, get an EIN number. They need to think about the name of their company. They, right. need, to, they need to, you know, think about a logo on a website. Right. A lot of people make very early mistakes in their business. And yeah. later on, they're always changing it. I help right. them with their foundation.
0: Yeah, because they don't—it's not cohesive, right? They don't have a, a certain logo with their colors and the this and the feel, and then they kind of fumble their way along as they develop their business, right?
1: Well, they just don't have a—they don't have a process. I'm very right. process-oriented. That comes from the military, um, and I—we have—we make a list of the things that they need to get their business started. And uh, some of them already jumped into it, and I yeah. just go over what they've done and just. Re engineer or redesign and making sure that they show up as professional and as larger than they should be.
0: Very good. Very good. Okay. So I would never guess that a Jewish kid from Brooklyn is a Latin dancer. You always learn things when you're talking to people and they're telling you their story.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's how I met my current wife. I was at a Latin dance picnic and I said to her in Spanish, (laughs) and she and that means, would you like to dance? And that was the beginning. You know, she saw oh, me dance. Nice. She says, "She says Latin." I said, "No, I'm a Jewish kid from Brooklyn."
0: <laughs> so, did you learn Latin dance in Brooklyn when you were
1: yeah you were younger? I grew up in a, in a very mixed environment, a lot of okay. the kids I grew up with were of Latin descent, and uh, I just I just, just watched it. and learned.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah. Do you compete?
1: I did. I oh, did you did. Some, okay. I do some teaching, some competing. I didn't compete. On a professional level, but I did, I've did i done a lot of uh, events where they're having dance contests. I actually beat, the, at the time, the mayor of Palm Beach. Nice. Yeah, you know, Mayor Frankel. It was a dance contest, and I beat her. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's very funny. I know it's a little off the topic, but I'm always interested in the, yes, yes, the backgrounds yes. of people. Okay, so so then you, you was it Devil Dog Marketing to start? Was that the name of the company after the PR company?
1: Yes, I started Devil Dog Marketplace about three years ago, right? Or a little bit before COVID. And the virtual world was the best choice I made. I really enjoy getting on Zoom and helping my clients, you know, find their visual. And in uh, Devil Dog Marketplace, and people say, what's a devil dog?
0: Right. You know, I asked you and that too. There is yeah. a
1: story behind that. Yeah. I tell people, they go, oh, I love devil dogs. Right, no, no, I no.
0: do. I told you about them.
1: I'm not a Twinkie. I'm not a cupcake. <laughs> you call them Marine. A cupcake? Man, that's fighting words.
0: Right. So that's where the devil dog comes from. Yes. Yeah.
1: I told well, you the devil, devil dog, dog doesn't come from there. The devil dog comes from a battle with the Germans. They called us devil dogs because of our resiliency,
0: oh, I know of that. our
1: ability to, to win against all odds.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, a little little bit of history there. Well, de- I told you the devil dogs in my life was my dad and I used to go fishing, and we had to bring devil dogs to no, catch no, fish. Don't call me a that 20. was it. <laughs> very, very funny. Okay, so so you got started with devil dog marketing. That was after the the PR stuff, right? Because you right. wanted to really be a freelancer. So it was really like you, and then you could get plugged into companies that didn't really have their own marketing department needed outside people. So you had your own business at that point.
1: Yeah, my own business and, you know, you know, with COVID, you know, everything went di- digital and, yeah. you know, I'm I'm the co-founder of a business group called Epic Business Connection. And and that group, that family of entrepreneurs kept us all sane during <laughs> that crazy time. Sure, And, uh, you know, my business just the people trusted me. They've seen my work and, you know, it, it blew up from that.
0: Now, were you doing online, you know, conferences and calls with clients on Zoom before the pandemic? Like, were you? No. no. Yeah, because I never heard of Zoom. I I heard about it briefly before. I didn't know what it was. I, it, look, if it wasn't for Zoom, God knows what would have happened during the pandemic. We would have had no way to. What would we do? Conference calls? We would have been unable to communicate.
1: I would have gotten on my roof.
0: Yeah. Just talking <laughs> to your neighbors. It's true. Yeah. What would you have done? Right. I mean, were we really able to, I told you at one point I was doing like 40 meetings a week. I mean, I had no clients. Like, you know, if you were my client, you weren't calling me because you didn't know if you were going to stay in business or not. So you just had to network.
1: Well, during the agency days, you know, you're setting up meetings, people don't show you're, right. you're driving everywhere. You know, I found this to be the virtual world is so much more efficient. And much because more. I'm a dancer, my clients are working with me, you know, they may not like to dance, but if they just dance a little, I go forward, they go back. Yeah, it's a little rhythm there, right? But if they go forward and I go forward, we're bumping into each other.
0: That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Well, you know, if it really, I think the way the world's changed and it obviously a 15 year change took like 18 months, right? So we really jumped the, the, uh, jumped the curve when it comes to technology and digital and things like that. But I think it's really conducive to the small business owner, you included, right? Because now, and me included, I'm a solo practitioner and I I really don't need a lot of the support that I used to need because even the courts are online. So I think, I think uh, maybe that's a silver lining, right? I think that the pandemic and what happened to the world for the small business owner, now you can work with people, right? In Denver, in California, in, in Florida, near you, up here you were, you're working with Bill. He lives in Livingston, a couple of towns over from me. So, you know, and, and it's just opened up the the world of of, of prospecting and, and being able to market to people and connect with them. It's a little bit harder for me because as a lawyer, you know, I have colleagues down in Florida, you need a lawyer, I'm going to refer you to them. I can't, I can't be your lawyer uh, for the most part, and, unless you're doing something in New Jersey. So it's a little bit, but most other professions, that's, that's not the case. Are there any and we'll get more into like, you know, what you do and tips and pointers, but are there any more specific industries that your clients are concentrated in versus, you know, others?
1: Well, you know, over time, I noticed that, um, lawyers are a great source of introductions, accountants, you know, accountants, lawyers
0: as clients or as source as sources of, of clients, both. Um, what happens
1: is they use my services and then what they do is they ref- introduce me sure. to their clients that are getting their EIN numbers that are setting up their, their their business entities. And they find that, you know, they're not sure what the next step is. And so to have, you know, someone that they trust to right. help them navigate the digital world is a, a benefit to them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So is, uh, I, yeah, I guess lawyers are good because we know nothing about business. For the no, most part.
1: that's not true. No, no. It's just that the it is true. Are, we
0: know nothing about business and marketing.
1: No, no, <laughs> You know, Tom. But yeah. uh, I just think that they come in contact with the startup companies, they come up, they come in contact with companies that have been in business a while, they may be struggling, right? They, you know, and so you know, that's a great introduction for me. But you know, I work with coaches, I've done so many things in my life that you know I'm I'm able to relate to whatever business uh, I need to work with. People say, oh, do you exclusively work with lawyers? No, I don't need to be a lawyer to be a, a graphic designer. But right. I've worked in the law field. You know, I've worked in construction. I've worked, I, you know, I studied coaching. You know, there's things I've done that make it very easy to understand my clients.
0: Right, right. Okay. All right. So you're kind of, uh, you can you can work with almost any business. Correct. In terms but of I hate to do. say
1: that because, you know, the word yeah, is... because niching any,
0: down is a good thing, right? Right, niching yeah. down is better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about, like, the kind of work you do. Is it more website development? Is it more, you know, uh, YouTube and TikTok these days? Is it, you know, Google AdWords? I mean, I think that business owners are kind of lost when they're like... There's so many things that you could do. Or may do, or you know, other people telling you one person telling you to do this, another person telling you to do this, get on TikTok, do, you know, get on Google, uh, you know, you need a YouTube channel, whatever. Uh, I wanted to know your opinion, what you're seeing and what you think.
1: Well, you know, I, I mentor veterans on the weekends and okay. I, I help them find direction. And just like any business, I tell them you can't be everything to everyone. That's right. the first mistake that people make.
0: Yeah. I say, big time.
1: Where is your revenue coming from? You know, do that first. So, for me, my go to um, revenue producer is graphic design. Okay. Because people get a chance to work with me. They get to see my process, they get to see the end results. It's very visual. And then, once they meet me and they see the graphic side, you know, then I discuss, you know, the other things I do like web development and lead generation. And so, there's some clients that, you know, already have their, their designs and they already have somebody who does their web development, but they're just not getting results. And so I can look under the hood, like a mechanic right. and tell them from a, a marketing point of view, a digital marketing point of view, what they need to do to get seen, found and heard.
0: Right. Yeah. Just cause you have a pretty website doesn't mean no. you might be no, on the street true. that nobody's driving down.
1: People say, oh, my website is great, but I'm not getting any traffic. And well, I nobody's going there. And I can tell you why. After right. a very quick audit, I a free audit, complimentary, right. I can go ahead and tell you what's going on.
0: Yeah, like you go get under the Google Analytics and it shows you things that you're not getting, right? Well, even more than that,
1: I have proprietary tools that I use to be able to see what Google sees.
0: Right, exactly, which most of us don't see or would understand probably. Correct.
1: It's a science.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's very common in the legal profession. We all have websites. They all look the same. They list the attorneys. They list the practice areas. Maybe they have a little bit of a blog. They put up information that probably most people don't understand, the lay people. And and they're just, you know, they're just down on a they're they're on a road with billboards that nobody's driving down. That's the analogy I use all the time. And because you're right, it's not SEO. What is the word optimized? It's not right. right? They're not putting out the right kind of content. They're not, you know. Well,
1: you know, everything I look at it very foundational, your website is like an airline hub, right? Right. Let's say you live in New Jersey, let's say Newark is the hub, right is for Jersey. So everything out of Jersey, everything starts out of Jersey and goes out and comes back. So if you have your hub, and you're and it's not optimized, then you just have all this stuff out here. And nothing is being centralized. So you're not getting authority from Google. You're right. not getting any what they call backlinks. And you're also not developing the, the, the trends or the things that are people searching for
0: you. Here's a word from our sponsors. Looking to get into podcasting? Maybe to market your business for your own enjoyment or because you have a message you want to get out there one of one productions is a new jersey based studio just over the george washington bridge that caters to the booming business of podcasting they offer a comfortable atmosphere using the latest technology available to record your podcast and they are a full service media company offering both audio and video production services creating both audio and video podcasts as well as video shorts for business and personal use professional audio equipment packages are available through their website for all budgets And be sure to check out their podcast guesting kit, created specially for our listeners. Care for your health, care for the planet, and look flippin' great doing it. North Authentic is a conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. Their pro stylists curate only the most fabulous non-toxic hair products with better-for-you shampoos, serums, masks, and more that actually give you gorgeous hair without hurting your health or the planet. Hey, you've only got one life, one planet, and one glorious mane. Might as well treat them all as best you can, right? Try a 100% clean hair care routine prescribed just for you using their link in the show notes. If you don't see a big, beautiful difference in how your hair looks and feels, you can tell them they're crazy. Do you battle chronic pain, stress, anxiety, or depression? Well, if you take any supplements or you're interested in natural alternatives, you need to know about findyourhealthyplace.com. FindYourHealthyPlace has thousands of supplements to help you live a better quality of life, as well as natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. Need guidance? Use their live chat feature and talk to a wellness consultant right on their website. And be sure to use our coupon code TAEPODCAST for all your purchases to get the best prices at findyourhealthyplace.com. Follow their links in the show notes to learn more about all of our sponsors. And now back to our show. Right, right, right. Absolutely. All right, so maybe can we talk a little bit about video because I think that uh it's the one area that people don't, you know, know what to do with. Um, you know, they can put up a blog and they can write some stuff It's probably not SEO, you know, optimized, but Um, I think people put up, uh, there you go, video. And that's how we met, I think, because Bill referred me to you, because we were trying to, and you'll explain it in a minute, post the video I did with him when he was a guest on the show to his YouTube channel. And there was a problem. You can explain what it is. And then maybe, have you been doing any TikTok stuff too? Are people doing stuff there? Yeah,
1: I do. I do some TikTok, but not for SEO right now. You know, I've been sticking to YouTube and website uh, SEO.
0: All right. So let's talk about YouTube. First, what was the problem? Why couldn't Bill take the video that I have of him and me, and it's on my site, right? And give it to him to put up on his page.
1: Well, you know, it's, you know, one, I mean, you're a lawyer, you know, it's not really a, it could be a trademark or a copyright issue if you do that. But but YouTube um, looks at the video itself, you know, right. the content of the video, the the words in the video, you know, they they have the tools to be able to tell that uh, you are using that. And so, what Bill was doing was trying to use the video that you created for him, and Google replied that it it was um it was a copyright infringement, you know, and because so it found
0: it, my video and compared the two and said, oh, this is the same thing,
1: right? And so, unless that person takes it down or gives you permission, and then you know you can't use it. So so, how do
0: you give someone permission? You got to like write a letter to Google or YouTube. Yeah, okay. You
1: can, you can, yeah, you can uh, submit, but it's not really but worth it's not, doing.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of yeah. work, right? You got right. wait to hear from them and right. so forth. You gotta okay.
1: pay me to do that. That's success.
0: yeah, exactly. So just all right, take so the look,
1: video that you created
0: and just and chop it up or something. It. Yeah. Right. Just, I'll have to figure something out for him. Um, OK, so let's talk a little bit about YouTube, because, like, for example, I use YouTube. I don't really use YouTube. I, it was because of the pandemic, right? I started videoing people. I wasn't doing it before. It was all audio. And then I had all these videos and what the hell to do with them. So I said, all right, created a thumbnail and I just throw them up. I don't really spend the time editing them or whatever. And I probably don't, you know, I mean, I don't know anything. So maybe you can give us a little bit of uh, tips and tricks and thoughts and, hey, watch out for this kind of stuff.
1: Well, you know, I work with a lot of do-it-yourselfers and I love do-it-yourselfers, you know, because they can do, they can do the things like you do amazing videos. Your video channel, it stands out from the crowd visually. It's really good. You know, I mean, one, Uh you're interviewing me, so that helps. Yeah. Well, obviously uh, then we're
0: going to a new level.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but your videos are very good. And there's a lot of videos that are very good. The problem is that there's a lot of influences out there that are getting seen yeah. over what you're doing. They're not even doing the quality that you're doing. The problem is that your founda- your video foundation, there's a, there is a criteria that Google is looking for in YouTube right. that dictates what your authority is, what right. your score is. It goes from zero to 100. Okay. And those things – could be they are title. If you look behind me, you'll see it. Right, the description. Okay, the tags, the custom thumbnails. Okay, the end screen, and your your and your video will rank. Now, it's not just writing it out. I get clients that write it out, and they may have you know a forty out of a hundred. But there's you know as an SEO consultant, it it's taken five years to figure out the science. I go through and optimize each and every area that that YouTube is looking for. And when I'm done, I take them from zero to hero. Now, I can show you a client that I'm working with. He's a marketing guy, but he trusts me. And I'm doing his videos. Would you like to see it?
0: Yeah, let me do that. Let me get it so you can share. Uh, and yeah, that should work. And yeah, let's, let's show people.
1: All right. So I think seeing is believing. Yeah. So here's an example um uh, okay. Roy Dickin he, okay. he he does amazing videos he teaches people how to dominate their service niche he works with um you know plumbers and electricians in the, okay. in the digital world so he put out a video he had 0 out of 100 right he had this is the word count for his description okay. and now he did get some views um but what i noticed is his title was too long his tags were too short. He didn't have, you know, he wasn't sharing with Facebook. you know, there's a lot all the optimization checklist things were missing. Okay. So what I did was I went through. He had no tags, no topic. And most people do that. and sometimes they do fill it out, but it's just not optimized. I right. went through and after doing it, he had a 96.5 above his competition out of a hundred. okay? So when you look at this, everything on the checklist was completed what is this, um,
0: Michael is this YouTube analytics or is this a proprietary tool that you use
1: this is a proprietary tool okay yeah okay
0: Go so ahead.
1: this is the, these are what people are searching for and I got them um, the number one ranking for that video tag and got you'll it. see some are one some are nine but the idea is to to look at the what people are searching for and use those tags and so and keywords to make sure that i i get his his seo score up now i first i worked on his channel the channel is the most important thing and okay. then i do each individual videos and he, you know and i do his on a regular basis he's we work together and uh we're trying to you know help other people uh find their youtube channel i mean basically when people say you know I need to dominate my service niche. Roy is going to come up.
0: Got it. Got it. So if somebody is not working with you, they're listening and I don't know, they're they're just a do it yourself or whatever. Is there some things that they can do on their own to figure out what they're doing wrong or they really need a professional like you in order to do the analytics?
1: Well, you know, if you... If you're spending time on your video and you're putting the quality of the time in the editing and the production, you know, it's so inexpensive for me to do it for you. It's a waste of your your valuable time. You know, I do two videos and a channel for one hundred and fifty dollars. Right. And then the price goes down the more videos you do. So you can get it as low as 45 dollars a video. So think about it. Is your time worth forty five dollars?
0: Right, so no, but I, what I'm saying is, yeah. is like, how would somebody even figure out like what is an optimized description? What is an optimized title? Well, you,
1: you know, it takes it takes learning, and how much time do you have? As, as a do-it-yourself, you can learn this. It may take you, you know, six months, but okay. you still don't have the experience to know what what people are really searching. There's so much that goes into search engine optimization. Yeah, and even sure. a do-it-yourself or may wind up in the 70s if they if they were right it. of course so they're not going to be 96 they're right? going to be in the
0: 90s yeah because right. you, you do this all the time right so how do you even put tags on a video do you put them in the show notes a hashtag whatever or no. is there a place uh, to put uh, youtube tags?
1: has areas where you put your title you put your description you put your tags everything is there oh uh, got people it Okay. Or not using it, it or if they're using it they're using it incorrectly
0: Okay, I'll have to pay more attention. You know, the funny thing is you, you mentioned about the copyright thing. Well, the video I was uploading last week after we spoke, lo and behold, I saw the thing checking the, co- it mentioned that we'll check the copyright and it did something and then it came up and I was able to upload it. I never really noticed it before. That's
1: where we ran into a problem with Bill. See?
0: Right, exactly. That's when it, he was probably trying to upload it, right? And it checked. Checks pretty fast. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think there's millions of videos. It's checked Well, it's
1: just so. like music. Remember how people would play other people's music and then they would go after them? They right. do the same thing with images on a website. They can yeah. scan a website and see who is vi- violating licensing agreements.
0: Right. Yeah, no. And I have clients that get letters from Getty Images all the Getty
1: time. Getty images. So that is uh, the I worst. get so many clients that said, um, you know, I just got a letter from Getty Image. Could you change my images before I I won't have to pay some money?
0: Yeah. right exactly well sometimes they're working with another web designer and he didn't check the pictures and they're and they're in trouble now and they're coming to you to fix it right you have to negotiate a lot of things away from from these crazy you know the 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 lawyers that are like bottom feeder lawyers well know, they, working they, for they got companies. they have
1: teams of lawyers just checking yeah. websites so you know there's a lot of free stock images out there you know yeah. don't steal a
0: Right. And they're not uh, expensive, most infinity. of the images. If you go buy them online for you to use, they're not that expensive of twenty, no, thirty can, dollars a you piece. Can a,
1: you can get a you can get a package of twenty yeah. images for like you know, like thirty dollars. It's yeah.
0: not crazy. Exactly. You don't want to wait to get a twenty five hundred dollar ding letter from the company for infringement.
1: Well, I had a client just got ten thousand
0: dollars. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you usually can negotiate away. But you're right, they're sending out thousands of those letters and it's like a collection agency they're relying on people to say oh shit and they're going to send the money and even if they get a couple of grand out of them they're happy to do it
1: right and when i do when i do websites for clients i have a database yeah. of images that are already uh licensed and i i allow them to use it or if they don't like what i have they buy their own you know
0: yeah right exactly yeah you have ones i i understand people also have to be careful by the way and i know it's a little bit off topic but if they're getting video if they're buying photos and stuff, you probably know what the license, the licensing agreements sometimes are limited. They may be limited just to a printed brochure and you can only do so many images or on a it might not be that you can use it the rest of your life on your website. Right.
1: Some say personal use only.
0: Right. Some of them but do. You try,
1: so then you go and try to sell that image to someone and then you get you get ding for commercial
0: use. Right. Or even use it on a business website. Yeah, right. absolutely. Okay. So take us along. What other things as a business owner? do I need to know about the digital world and, and and marketing? What kind of things do you see that business owners do wrong on a pretty regular basis?
1: Well, the number one thing is they do not own their own name. Okay. It's a basic thing. You know, if you don't own your own name or if you can't get your own name, get something uh, with an an extension to it. So you own that and you can use that for your branding, a lot of times you get you get coaches and network marketers and, sure. you know, they have these big corporate sites and they give them great tools. But I go to Google that person and they're invisible. You know, the first thing people do is look up, you know, Mitch, Mitch, they yeah. look up you up to see what you've done and what people are saying. And if you don't have you don't have um uh, you don't have any collateral on on Google. Right. Or it's very light collateral.
0: They may go
1: to someone else. You lost your opportunity. So I said, get your domain first. Even if you put up a simple landing page, put something up and then everything you do send to that that landing page so you can start building your name. And yeah. Your brand,
0: yeah. I think that people should do that even before they set up their company because absolutely they set up their company and then they can't get the website they want. Now, the website doesn't match the company, and they're you know, they've got to do some weird thing dashes or whatever, which is never, I think, good. I, had, right? I just
1: had someone call me and say, Look, you know, I set up it was a do it yourself. I set up my domain, I put my website up there, I go to the florida sunbiz.org to look for to get my EIN number. And somebody already owns it.
0: <laughs> they, so didn't own they, the, they didn't own the domain, but they owned the name in Florida. Yeah,
1: so now they got to change the domain. Right. They got to move the website over, and they got to find a, a business name that's not taken.
0: Right. Yeah. No. You and and that's that stuff's pretty easy to do nowadays. Easy. You but search.
1: People do not know this unless
0: I know. They They don't do it. I get more people call me too as a business lawyer and they're in trouble. They're like, Oh, I got a letter from this company, and they said I can't use this name. And well, did you trademark it? No, you know, and it gets it gets crazy. I filed a trademark for the accidental entrepreneur and I got a letter from Entrepreneur Magazine and entrepreneur.com. They don't like anybody using the word entrepreneur, even though you probably could argue that it's, you know, a general term nowadays. But if you don't protect your your IP, that's another thing. If somebody has a name. And somebody else starts using the name and they're only say anything about it. You can't go back in 10 years and then claim that they can't use the name as they let them use it because it becomes common use. So they're always protected. So basically I withdrew the application and I don't have a, tr- I just have a common law mark on the accidental entrepreneur you know, because they were just putting it away.
1: I have a good attorney.
0: Oh, do you? I have, <laughs> I have a lot of good attorneys and they, they were helping me with it. So yeah, we, uh, we backed off on it. But um, yeah, it's definitely something that, and other people use the term accidental entrepreneur. There are other podcasts, not full time like mine, but there are books that have been written. You know, it's not a something I invented, but um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good, that's a good comment. What what come, other mistakes do you see that people make from a marketing standpoint?
1: Well, you know, they they're using these um, these big box store websites and. You know, like what Wix it is, or they're renting, the biggest mistake is they rent their website. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of good um, website companies out there, like Wix and Squarespace, they look great, you know, just to get up something, but don't, don't allow your business to be on there for long-term. One, you want to own your website. Right. Right. So you have, and I tell my clients, own your domain, right. own your hosting, own your website. Right, well just because, because you own the domain, an agency.
0: right? Just because you own the domain doesn't mean you own the website.
1: Correct. I yeah. I just I spent 3 hours with a client who had somebody design his website who owned the domain. They owned his um hosting and then the person didn't have access to it now. So I had to I had to go in and recover his yeah. domain and his, his hosting just for me to get access. It took a lot, a lot of work, you know.
0: That happens a lot. The web lot. designer owns everything and you got to negotiate that up front. You have to have- I don't even negotiate. You know, I give
1: it to my clients. I say, look, you need to own everything.
0: Right, right. But don't assume just because you're a good guy and that's what you do, that other people that you're dealing with, if somebody else is out there working with a web designer listening to this, the web designer may own their site and everything. And if you leave- You want to change. You got to build a new site. You know, even if you do want to put it on, they
1: they have you captive, captive agent. I mean, they, they, they put your website on their hosting. Right. They, they wound up purchasing the domain. Right. And then, you know, if you leave them, it's a nightmare.
0: Yeah. And, and they're really not supposed to do that, by the way, in federal laws against like, you know, it's like holding it hostage, you know, but they make it difficult. Or yo the money and the there's money in dispute. So now they say, well, you know, you owe me ten grand. I don't think I owe you ten grand. I owe you less than that. Well, now it's in dispute. And then what are you going to do? They're going to freeze it up, and your and it affects your business, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I love you know, I like telling stories, and I had one client that had exactly that. She wouldn't, they wouldn't, she wouldn't pay the money that they were asking without being, you know, uh, at the end because they never mentioned it. And then she refused to do it, and they. They went ahead and they froze her site. They took it off of of the search engines. They wouldn't give her access to anything she she did. And she was referred to me. And I was able to go in, see the archive of the website and duplicate what they did and did it for half of what they were asking.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you find the right guy, he can rescue you, right?
1: Well, I, you know, being a Marine, I you are a Marine. A exactly. I love being a superhero.
0: So. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So what other things, if, if people need to do things from a, um what was the question? I was just going to ask you when you said, um, I lost my train of thought. This is my age getting, starting to get early dementia. Um, when, no, no. Yeah, um, no, I was going to ask you about um when it was about marketing and digital marketing and the kind of things you, you mentioned that they do wrong and the websites, oh, lead generation. You had mentioned before lead generation. And I, I think a lot of people, especially in certain industries, they overlook or they they think, oh, it doesn't really come from the internet, but it, it really kind of does. So what kind of things should people do or think about when it comes to, you know, how to improve their lead generation, at least online?
1: Well, I think the first thing you got to do is identify there's a problem, Right. Okay. Somebody can say, "Oh, you need to do SEO or search engine optimization or, you know, you need to optimize your site." But if they can't show it to you, they they can't, you know, give you do an audit and give you the details, then, you know, I would not trust that. Um yeah. so the first thing I I tell them is, "Let's take a look under the hood." I show them on Zoom what Google's seeing and then I say most people, you know, your website is like a book, right? We think about it. Your book, yeah, your like book digital is in a library. Book. The internet right. is a library. Your your website is a book. So you remember, you know, we're old, right? I'm <laughs> old. Dude. Yeah. So I had a library card into, at one point. Yeah, you go into a library and you have to go to the card catalog. I don't yeah. think anyone young remembers the no, card catalog. No, now
0: it's all computerized. Yeah, It's yeah. all
1: computerized. Right. But in the card catalog, you know, there's... Everything is organized so the you can find the book, the librarian can find the book, right. and you know where it's located and how to find it. That's the same thing that Google's doing, but it's doing it digitally. And people do not have a card catalog for their website. And that's called a sitemap. So, and it and requires a little experience. But everyone, when I go through their website, I can tell you them whether they have a sitemap. And if they have a sitemap, I can tell them it's not optimized. And that's what I do.
0: So oh, I, not every website has a sitemap in terms of where yeah, all the pages
1: are? Some web developers are great at design. They have no clue about search engine optimization. So they don't build it for Google. They build it for appearance. Yeah. So, and then most people don't know better because they don't know what they should or shouldn't have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if
1: you go to a developer or a designer, make sure he has SEO experience.
0: Right. Yeah, good advice. You're right. There are a lot of people out there that are just, you know, oh, I can build you a site. I know how to do it. And they they do it from a design standpoint. They know how to program right. it, whatever. They don't know any of this stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. um, I've looked at SEO on my website way, way back before I had people doing it for me. And it's just, so, it's overwhelming. I mean, you can't even try, you can try and do it on your own. But like you said, you'll shut down your entire practice. You'll spend months and months and months trying to figure this out. You'll read stuff that you don't understand. It's conflicting, this and that.
1: Now, how much time do we have? Because I can analyze your site and show you what well you're doing i huh? got
0: about 15 minutes. Feel free. You can yeah, analyze. put
1: your link in the chat and I'll, I'll show you. All right, let's do what so
0: go to chat.
1: What an audit. Link about. to my site? Yeah, link to your okay, homepage. Okay, hold on. Yeah.
0: Let me get my homepage here. And we're going to do, uh, whoops, here we go. And then go to here. And then we'll do copy and then we'll do paste. And there you go.
1: All right. So let me pull up this magical website. Let's see. Now, you're built on WordPress?
0: The current site is not WordPress. It's um, Weblium, I think. My my, It's a client of mine who's also in. This is a new site. We launched it a couple of months ago, middle of the summer.
1: Right. The old All site
0: right. I could show it to you. Then you'd find real problems with the old site. But...
1: Right. All right. Well, I'm looking under the hood now. And I... I, I, what I first do is analyze how many pages you have, and then I can tell whether um, Google's seeing all the pages within your site. Mm-hmm. Right now, Google is seeing 21 pages under your site. Right, so I'll go through and I'll say, "All right, let's see what they're seeing. They're seeing your homepage, mm-hmm. they're seeing your reviews, they're seeing your shop, about us. So they're seeing your site, which is great. That's a good first step. Okay. Um, then." And I asked you what what you're on. And if I go, I can look and see the type of development that you have. Let me see here. Oh, look
0: at that. Built with. I like that.
1: Built with. Yeah. I can see what development you have. Now, normally most people don't need this. But as a developer, I want to know whether you have Google Analytics on your site. Yeah. I want to see you know, what platform it's built on. You know, uh, I can see, you know, you're taking payments,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I can see uh, you have your social media on there. Um, I'm not seeing a site map. So that's one of the things I would recommend. Um, it's not, you do not have that. Now, if I go back to your, if I go back to wh- how are you ranked according to Google, out of 100, you have a 19. And you see in the direction of your site?
0: Yep.
1: It's it's in a downward motion. Yeah. So you were doing really well in November. Not really well. You had 29 last November.
0: visitors. Yeah. You had
1: 29 visitors of 2021. Uh,
0: last November. We didn't even have this site last November. But it was the same domain. So that was the That's old site. That's what
1: it is, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But
1: you can see you haven't done any kind yeah, of organic. Yeah, because we're
0: still, as we're still working on it. Yep.
1: Right. But don't feel embarrassed. This is, no. this is what you need to that's know. good. Yep. And, and then you're not getting any organic traffic. Right. So no, we
0: have no lead gen so far. And
1: you have some backlinks. And then what I do is I test the backlinks. I I look at what those, back, the ranking on those backlinks to see if they're spammy, whether they're good, they're bad.
0: So that means and that uh, that's 426 other sites that are linked to my site.
1: Those are four. Yes. Well, some could be follow. Some could be okay. non-follow. So I Seems would like have a to lot. go through that. Yeah. But when I look at, you know, what your organic keywords are, you have none of your keywords are on the first three pages. You have yeah. one on page two. Right. Right. Yeah, because we're in the be, middle of it. You want to have some between one and ten.
0: Right. We're working on that right now. I right. See. Yeah.
1: So and then a lot of times people come to me and they've spent a year with their they're SEO expert, and I can't see anything they've done. Well,
0: that yeah, then that's not good.
1: That's not good. So yeah. we talk about it. But I can tell you what keywords you're ranked for. Like advanced entrepreneur, you're in the seventh position. That means the seventh page. And you're getting 30 people a month from that that volume. And so the keywords that you need to rank for, they need to be improved.
0: You and want the position the- to be lower, a lower number?
1: You want it to be like like 10, 9, it. 7. It. it
0: should be lower. Got yes. it.
1: And then I can see um your competitors. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're they are competitors. It just depends on your domain. Yeah. Um and what you're doing. Uh, and I can see some of the backlinks. Like you have two hundred. Well,
0: some of them are my own backlinks.
1: Some of them are your own, right. yes. So though, but you have people that are following you. You have 266 that follow you. So that's good, okay. but again, it depends on the qual, the authority score. Remember, you had a nineteen. Yeah. If people are following you, have a fifty or above, that is a great pa- a backlink.
0: And that's out of a hundred. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: So you can see how a do-it-yourselfer would get lost in this. Oh niche. my God!
0: They'll never. I mean, yeah. They're there's really
1: a never. lot. There's a lot to know. There's yeah. A lot to know. I
0: appreciate it. I appreciate and it. And I, I just
1: I touched on very basic stuff.
0: You yeah. Know. Of course course. And in the uh, show notes, we'll put your contact information. Um, If you have any, you said you you offer a free audit, if you want to put a link to that in the show notes, we'll put it out for people listening. Um, Because I think that I had mentioned to you when we first met that, you know, I interview entrepreneurs about their businesses and what they do. And we talked about that too. But a lot of people that come on are people that provide services to small business owners, especially in your world where most business owners don't really Understand. I mean, they understand why it's important. They just don't know what the heck to do about it. And and they yeah. got a lot of people given them misinformation or different information. It's like the medical field, right? You go to WebMD, forget about it. Your head will be spinning. You got fourteen diseases, and you know you just can't make head or tail head or tail out of it. It's hard.
1: And I think it's the expense factor that scares people. You yeah, know, I speak is. to people that do what I do, and I'm looking at it. It's like three thousand yeah. dollars with me or people like me. It doesn't have to be expensive.
0: Right, exactly. Because I'm a because, freelancer. I'm not yeah, an agency. Yeah, and if you're a startup business and you don't have those kind of resources, that doesn't mean you can't get a professional to help you get started. You right. know, as your website builds, you need more services, you pay for more, but you can get started for less.
1: Yeah, and you know what the one thing I noticed people were, were doing? They were going overseas, and they come back very yeah. disappointed. One, right. they don't speak the language. They don't understand the culture. Right. They. You know, there's no vetting, You know, so you know, I yeah. get a lot of people say, "Oh, I I went there It was a nightmare."
0: Yeah, so, like Upwork or Fiverr or whatever. Right, you Got to be careful right. with what you get. Absolutely. Right. All right. Well, Mike, I appreciate you spending some time. You got any parting words that you want to offer up to people? Any last few comments or, or yeah, about, about yeah. My my word
1: is, if you know a veteran who needs to find direction, um, you know. We haven't reached out to me. I have a lot of resources. I'd love to help him. You know, and I tell you, remember Devil Dog Marketplace. We accomplish your mission with military precision.
0: (laughs) I love it, Mike. Thanks so much for your time and uh, have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you for your time. If you like the podcast, please tell others about us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music and many of the other podcast directories. If you like what you hear, Please leave us a five-star review and feel free to share our episodes on social media. If you have any questions or comments, ideas for the show, or you'd even like to appear as a guest, reach out to us by email at info The Accidental Entrepreneur is hosted and produced by me, Mitch Binehacker. If you'd like more information about my legal services, you can find me on social media or visit my website at binehackerlaw.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our feed to be notified of all future episodes.